Let's get hyped! Welcome into the Huskers 24-7 podcast. I think I blew out a few eardrums there. Gentlemen, if you can still hear me, are you hyped up? Nebraska, Illinois, week zero. Michael Brunts, that doesn't look like a face that is hyped. This is my hyped face. Yeah, that is his hyped face. Another one. This is as hyped as I get. It looks like your West Ham just scored a goal to go up above, uh, I don't know, Aston Villa or something face. I top the uh, I top the Premier League standings right now. So, yeah, well, uh, stop the fight. Congratulations to you. That'll conclude our portion of EPL talk in this podcast. Uh, let's welcome in Kevin Suits. Kevin, I don't know if you have a favorite EPL team, but you're not going to talk about it here. I don't even know what you're talking about. That's how much I get into soccer. And that's like legit. I don't know that I've watched maybe more than one EPL game in my life. Match. Sorry, Matt. There, there you go. Match. It's a match, not a game. Uh, I appreciated Schaefer going with the Spanish pronunciation of a English football team of Aston Villa. Villa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to pronounce any of that. I was going to say, is it Leicester City? I believe it's Leicester. Yeah, see, I don't know how to pronounce like, that. Like, Le- like Lester Holt. There's no way that's Lester. That's what it is. Uh, English spelling is not the preferred uh, way to go about things. And by that, I mean the country. All right, let's, uh, let's dive into this. We don't need... We don't need to spend any more time on on soccer. We need to, to get fired up for Nebraska-Illinois. It is a week zero game. This game was supposed to happen in Ireland. Uh, I don't know if Brunts is going to attach some Irish jig music to this or not. Um, he could, but he'll probably get a bunch of angry emails because whenever we change up the music, people don't particularly like it. But this game was uh, played on week zero because it was supposed to be in Ireland. It is now in Champaign, which um, – you know, Kevin, would you do you think there's any real similarities between Champagne and Dublin? Zero similarities, sir. There are, n- you know, I would, I'm just hoping they would maybe bring fish and chips to the press box for the pregame meal. That would be nice. Perhaps some uh, Irish stout. Is there a good uh, Irish Dublin Champagne that that people can congregate at to make this thing feel like it's all coming together? Nothing that comes off the top of my head. Then again, I'm, I don't know how well-versed I am on the uh, nightlife in Champaign-Urbana anymore. If you would have asked me 20 years ago, I could have rattled off about every hot spot in the area. But um, Irish pubs in Champaign, I would have to do a, a Yelp or a Google search just like anybody else. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's dive into this thing. We'll start with Nebraska with the football. A lot has been made of a potential new-look running game for Nebraska. Brian Christofferson, do you believe that this is the version of Nebraska football that will attempt to go downhill under Scott Frost? Or is it mostly just talk until you see it happen? Um, I'm going to buy. I'm going to say they they do uh, have more of the downhill approach in this game. Um, it's interesting that they've got their number one running back. They're not saying uh, who that is. Uh, but they definitely want, they want somebody who can tote it 20 times a game. And I was just looking at Illinois' numbers last year on defense. And uh, even though they own Nebraska, it is ugly. They were uh, last in the league in rushing defense, Illinois was, 116th in the country, 
giving up 230 yards a game on the ground. Obviously, this is a new regime in charge, but you need to be able to put your foot down and grind out some yards against this team and run it at them. And uh, I, I suspect that's going to be a big part of Nebraska's plan. It'll take a little off weight off the shoulders of Adrian Martinez if you can do that. Obviously, Adrian's feet have to play a part, but I think there's going to be somebody who goes over 100 yards as a running back in this game. I do. Um, I don't know who it is, but somebody's going to do it. All right, let's uh, – before we, we go to the next question, I don't want to move off running backs yet. Each of you give me the guy that you think will get the first carry on Saturday as a running back. Since Nebraska doesn't believe in depth charts anymore and Matt Lubick is being coy with who his starter is, who do you think gets the first carry, Michael Brunts? Marquis Step. We got a Marquis Step vote. Kevin Suits? Marquis Step. Two Marquis Steps. Is it a clean sweep for Brian Christopherson? Um, I'm going to say somebody different. I'll say, uh, I'll say Sevion Morrison. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if I'm wrong, but I, I think Sevion Morrison's one of the stories of fall camp. I mean, he went from maybe he's in the top three to could he be the number one guy? I don't know. So good for him. I mean, he's, he's definitely been probably one of the lead individual, you know, interesting yeah. parts of this camp. Little doubt that we're probably going to see some Gabe Urban and Savion Morrison and Marquis Step in some order on Saturday. All right, Kevin, we're going to move over to wide receivers. Kind of a, I don't want to say a completely new look group for Nebraska, but with Samari Toure at the top, it is a little bit different, certainly, than what they had last year with Wondell Robinson as their number one wide receiver. Based on what you've seen this spring and, and who you've talked to in the spring and throughout the summer and fall camp, where are you at with this wide receiver group? And, and is there any individual piece that you're looking forward to kind of seeing play on Saturday? Absolutely. There's a lot of individuals. I, I think it's fair to say this is new look, you know, cause they, you know, Cade Warner, Wondell Robinson, you know, there are so many, I mean, I think everybody that's going to start a wide out is going to be, uh, you know, first time Husker, at least playing in, uh, unless uh, Xavier Betts would be maybe the exception there. The player I'm looking forward to watching is Will Nixon. I think that he's a guy that's going to give them, uh, you know, when, when Scott Frost and his offense was humming at UCF, that slot position was so insanely important for them. And I think Will Nixon is a guy that they can put in the slot. They can stretch the field with him. He's really fast coming off a knee injury. Will says he's really healthy. Um, and I think that's a key component there. And then I wouldn't be surprised if they use him in a manner in which they utilized Wondell Robinson a year ago in that they could motion him into the backfield and then, peel him back out on the perimeter. I think that he just provides a new dimension to that offense. Um, and I'm excited to see that. And then beyond that, you mentioned Samari Torre. I think, I think he's going to probably lead the team in receptions this season, a sure-handed guy. And you know, he is just itching to get back on the football field. It's been a while since he's, he's played in a college football game. And I, I expect, I, I really believe that he's probably going to be the go-to guy this year. All right. Good stuff. Brunts. We are going to give you the quarterback, Adrian Martinez. A lot has been made about he is slimmed down. He is faster. He feels to be more command of the offense. The thing with Adrian that's always fascinating is that some of his best games in his career have come at the expense of the Illini defense. What is it that you're looking to from with Adrian on Saturday? What are you kind of zeroing in on as that game gets underway? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the biggest thing for him is decision-making and turnovers. I mean, those are the two – areas that I, I think you know as much as we've heard this offseason that things are trending in the right direction 
they haven't really panned out once the season started. And, you know, you go back to that Rutgers game and the fumble issues there, um, you know, aside from the turnover piece of it, I mean, he had a pretty salty completion percentage down the stretch last season and, and felt like he was more in control of things after he won his job back. Um, you know, he, he seems more comfortable, I think, this season just being Adrian Martinez, if that makes sense. I mean, I, I think he's matured a little bit more, uh, even though he's already pretty mature. But, you know, the, the things that need to be improved, we're not going to know until the, they, kick, they kick off on Saturday because it, it's always decision-making and turnovers. And if Nebraska wins the turnover battle, I don't, I don't think that this game is going to be uh, in doubt too much. Um, I think if, if Adrian struggles in that category, I think that's how uh, you end up with some trouble in the season opener. Awesome. All right, we're switching over to the defensive side of the ball, and we'll stay with Michael Brunts. This defensive line didn't have to go too deep into its depth last year. They got a lot of snaps out of its its primary front. Is there anyone that is part of that group now that you think could have emerged as, as someone that plays a little bit more in 2021 uh, beyond some of the names that we know and Ben Stilley and Casey Rogers uh, Damian Daniels, is there is there anyone that you're looking to, to perhaps emerge there? Or do you think that you're going to see a lot of the, the similar stalwarts again in 2021? Well, I, I think it's probably the incredible shrinking man, Jordan Riley. Um, you know, from what we've been able to see, he's playing about 30 or 35 pounds lighter from where he was last season. Um, he's healthy. He had some, some significant knee issues last year. And you know, Tony, I think it was Tony Tuioti or, or somebody's kind of, I don't know if they slipped, but they basically said that he's a, a Sunday type guy when he's healthy and, and when he's playing well. And, you know, I, I think he can give a, a good number of snaps behind Damian Daniels. And, you know, maybe you see Nash Hutmacher emerge behind him too. But I, I think Jordan Riley is, is, was a little bit overlooked as a recruit. He was kind of a late ad with not, not many offers. But I, I think what he can bring now that he's been in the system a little bit more is just a, a veteran-type guy that, that can be that block eater in the middle for Nebraska. And they're going to need him in this game because, I mean, it, you look at what Illinois brings on the offensive line, I think that's one area that you have to be a little bit concerned about if you're a Nebraska fan. For sure. Kevin, a lot has been uh, talked about with Nick Henrich. It, it feels like this staff really likes the progress that he made in the offseason there. At inside linebacker, he had some of his best games of the of the year in 2020. Towards the very end of the schedule, it looked like he was coming on. What have you sort of heard about Nick Henrich, and and what do you kind of make of that linebacker group as a whole, which is going to introduce some new guys like Chris Kalarovic, as well as some of the the stalwarts that we've seen for a while, like JoJo Dome. Well, first I'm going to need you to pronounce Kalarovic again because that's a name I think we're going to be. We need to know so we can say it correctly on the news. I think it's a name we'll say often uh, throughout this year. To your question about Nick Henrich, it sounds like he's one of the smartest guys on the team. And it's not just the coaching staff saying this dude just knows football and he's really good academically as well. Uh, he played very well late in last season and he earned a black shirt. You know, he hasn't started a game in Nebraska, I don't believe, and he's a black shirt. And uh, I, I don't see that this is a guy that's going to regress at all, especially uh, just knowing what the team says about his DNA and his makeup in terms of being uh, a football guy you know once you give them a little something odds are those kind of 
of individuals really take it and run with it. And the, the ascension in their growth happens pretty quickly. And we could possibly see that out of Nick Henrich this season. I think that's really exciting from the defensive standpoint. Garrett Snodgrass, uh, you know, JoJo, there, there are some guys we know, but we know them because they played young. And they're still very moldable, if that's a word. I think that we will see them continue to get better just because they're not guys that are getting significant action as juniors and seniors. They play young. And so having gone through some of the rigors of the Big Ten and, uh, you know, that might have been one of the blessings in disguise last year of playing a Big Ten schedule for a guy like Garrett Snodgrass and Nick Henrich is that, you know, they weren't just dipping their toes in the water and playing a Fordham or a uh, a Northern Arizona or whatever a non-conference opponent might have been, they jumped right into it and faced some pretty salty offenses uh, in the conference. So I think that we're going to see a lot of growth out of some of those guys. Henrich is going to be near the top of the list. And then, you know, don't be discouraged by seeing the same guys. Be encouraged because it's more rep, more reps for a younger group. Yeah, I, I'm guessing you met Garrett Nelson there from, uh, from Scott's Bluff over Garrett Snodgrass because Garrett Nelson was playing a lot more at the end of last season. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Garrett Nelson. And interesting is, is he says he's slowing down. He's less of a psycho. Got to prepare yourself. I know some fans just love Garrett Nelson and how he's so crazy. You know, the cameras love him because he's doing something a little bit off the wall. And then the first interview we had with him in fall camp, he's like, yeah, I talked to, you know, some guys who help with the mental psyche and we want to slow it down. And I almost wanted to tell him, like, please don't. You're great video. You know, I want to see you smacking helmets and smashing into guys in the huddle and all that stuff. Yeah, it's easy to slow down when the game hasn't started. I don't think Gary Nelson <laughs> slows down when the, the whistle blows. So, uh, all right, BC, we'll finish up with the defensive backs. Three black shirts handed out because Nebraska has a, a pretty competitive battle for this other cornerback spot opposite of Cam Taylor Britt. If you would, please, just size up what Nebraska has there between Braxton Clark, Tyreek Johnson, and I believe the other one is Quentin Newsom. I think it's those three that are fighting for playing time, and I suspect we see all of them on Saturday. Hey, Mike, I think judging by Chenander on Tuesday, uh, it seems like it's between Quentin Newsom and Braxton Clark now, and that doesn't mean Tyreek Johnson isn't going to factor in. I sort of think Quentin will start. Uh, he was the favorite coming out of spring. He was sort of the third guy last year. Now, of course, Braxton wasn't healthy last year. And so uh, I think both of them are going to play and Travis Fisher will rotate there. Uh, I, I believe in Quinton Newsom. I, th- I think Travis Fisher gauged him right as a recruit, seeing that he was a cornerback over a safety right from the bat. And it's given him time to grow on the job. And he's, he's very fluid and he's just, uh, he's, he's a natural at that position. So they're going to try to attack that spot. I mean, that's what Illinois, you, you know, Illinois is looking at Nebraska's roster and they're saying, okay, we're not going over at Camp Taylor Britt a whole lot. So they're going to test that guy. So it's going to be, I mean, that's going to be one of the most valuable spots on the field. It's whether it's Quinton or Braxton, can they step up on some third down throws and be, be there? Cause they're going to get tested. Um, and that obviously that third down set will bloom large in this game because I have a feeling Brett Belima is going to want to shorten this game. I think he's going to, you know, there's going to be these like third and four, third and five type plays where Nebraska's defense has to get off the field and not be a deal where even if Illinois doesn't score on that drive, where they chew another three or four minutes off the clock. And all of a sudden you're, you have 
fewer snaps on offense and all that stuff. That's not the game Nebraska wants to play here, I don't think. Yeah, no, that's that's certainly going to be interesting to to watch as that unfolds uh, with those two cornerbacks for sure. And then certainly with Illinois' offense. I, I don't think anyone quite knows. You know, you, you think Brett Bielema is one thing when he was at Wisconsin, but I don't know that that version is going to be the exact same on Saturday for Illinois with, with Brandon Peters and those two running backs. And we'll see what they have at wide receiver. They might be pretty thin there. So it might be tough for them to really go after Nebraska in the secondary, but that'll be fun to watch. All right, guys, this is where Brunts makes his living. Bold prediction time. I don't know how many he got right last year. I know in 2019, I think he hit three of them somehow, uh, including some absurd ones, but it's, this is what he does best. I don't even know if I've gotten one right in a while. So I'm hoping to start off 2021 well. Who wants to who wants to lead us off with bold predictions? Brunch, do you want honors? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the box first. I, I think the special teams piece of it has been a, a very large conversation piece for the, uh, the offseason. We don't know who has emerged yet as Nebraska's kickoff specialist, and this is going to be a uh, – I guess a, a first, a, a special teams kickoff specialist, bold prediction. I think Nebraska ends up kicking 75% of its kickoffs on Saturday for touchbacks. Wow. So how many, how many, so this is a big question. Yeah. How many kickoffs? I, I think that they are going to get. Hmm. Cause you're only guaranteed one. Yes, that's true. Um, said 75 percent yeah i'll, I'll so say eight what's that eight eight kickoffs so, so, so six, six of them for touchbacks six touchbacks for eight kicks we'll go with that that's a good number i was i was struggling to get do the math in my head on the fly to how i could get to 75 percent. so thank you there yeah so nebraska will score seven times <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable when i get to my score prediction because it's not going to line up but I, well, you can I, always go for the very safe three out of four. I, I was going to say, I'll go three for four because I, I, I think my score prediction will more closely line up with that. Okay. All right. Uh, Kevin, are you ready to do a bold prediction or you need a little more time? I got a bold prediction, and All it's right. not as goofy as Brunt's going with special teams. That's, that's interesting. This is where he way. lives. This is what Brunt's yeah, does. That's my wheelhouse, Kevin. You have my, you have my wheels spinning now, too. And by the way, they don't have to be touchdowns. You know, they could all be kickoffs following field goals. Right. So, you know, maybe your score does kind of fall into or whatever <laughs> or safeties as well. You could use your punter after that. Uh, okay. My bold prediction is going to be about Nebraska's opening drive. I don't know if they'll get the ball to start the game or Illinois will and then Nebraska get, but I, this is my bold prediction on the Huskers opening drive of the season. They will not pass the ball on that drive. They will go down the field then they will score. They will all be rushes. And I do predict at least one of those plays will be Nebraska going under center. Wow. Now I would keep in mind, if you throw a swing pass and it is backwards, it is still a rush. Fans so there's a little well. bit. Of, they know it well. The, 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 we're, we've got a little caveat in there. So, but I, I think it's going to be all rushes. I think they'll score on the opening drive and they'll go under center at some point. Do we, need to, do we need to take a moment to allow people that are crying right now tears of joy of Nebraska running the football down the field? Do, do we do we want to allow them to compose themselves here a little bit? Well, Somebody, I think Ryan held 
Ryan Hill, I think even once he's maybe in line or has a purchase order in like, you know, the cart somewhere to get a run the ball hat or shirt. You, you know can, what I mean? You could say damn on the podcast. Okay. Well, I'm not quite sure what the FCC does in terms of the, the hype cast and how closely they watch this. We assume like everyone else, they're not paying attention to it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will I will go here. Um, I think the first turnover created by Nebraska on Saturday, one of I think they have three takeaways on the day, mind you, comes on a strip sack initiated by Feldarius Payne coming off the edge. Feldarius Payne, I think, is in line for a nice season for Nebraska as a role player, specifically on passing situations. And I think he causes a, a fumble recovered by Luke Reiner. You want to you want to double down? Does Nebraska win the turnover turnover battle on Saturday? They win three to one. Okay. Wow. That's bold. All right, BC, you're last. How do you feel about it? Uh, Marquis Step will score three touchdowns, all inside the five. Oh. But he will not lead the team. He will not lead the running backs in rushing yards. But he will Whoa. score three touchdowns. One of those touchdowns. We'll have Jacquez Yant lined up as a fullback. At least one. Spicy. That is spicy. Somebody somewhere is just just firing pistols in the air right now between <laughs> your and Kevin's bold predictions. I, I I don't know, guys. I mean, we're we're still at least a one small segment away from making predictions, but it sure feels like everyone's feeling good about Nebraska's chances here early on. So I we'll, think I think Step's going to be the cleanup guy. Like Step is going to be a fantasy football monster. Vulture. That's yeah. He's going to be the vulture. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was thinking as you were saying that BC. You know, if you're the fantasy football owner of the guy who takes him down the field, this happens to me all the time. You know, you would have say Gabe Irvin, and he gets taken mm-hmm. down at the three, and then they take him out of the game to have your goal line situation with Step. That's where people are yelling at the TV because it affects yeah. the fantasy. Yep. Nebraska has been a bad goal line offense for a little while. So if they actually have a vulture, I think people will accept that uh, with open arms. No doubt. All right. Pick to click. Uh, We'll go in reverse order. BC, who you got? Oh, man. Um, Garrett Nelson. I think Garrett Nelson was playing great football the last few games of the season. I think people are sleeping on him. I think he's going to be in the backfield and make some plays in this game. And uh, he'll he'll leave a mark at some point uh, with a big play, like like a big uh, I don't know if it's a turnover, but like a TFL on a big short yardage situation, something like that. I am going to go with Oliver Martin, who I think will lead Nebraska in receiving. I think he's going to get loose for a vertical pass. Nebraska's going to hit on one. Let's. Uh, it doesn't have to be a bold prediction, so I'm not going to assign actual yardage to it. But I think Oliver Martin has a touchdown. He has a big play. Helps flip the field. And he kicks off what I think is going to be a pretty good year for him. Kevin? Well, this is a boring answer, but I'm going to go Adrian Martinez. And I think he it is a safe answer. He has played very well against Illinois over the course of his career. A guy that just has the fighting Illini's number. And even last year when Illinois came here, that was the game he did not start. And then he came in at the end. The one drive he got resulted in a touchdown. Uh, And I think Adrian's confidence, it has certainly – 
completely changed. And he has new weapons around him. You mentioned Oliver Martin shape and, you know, just the different pieces he has, Omar Manning, Toure. Uh, I, I just think that that's going to help him just settle into the game quickly. Um, and, and I think if they have a, an established run game, it should free him up. He shouldn't feel as much pressure as he's had in previous years. And I just think Adrian's success against Illinois and the makeup of this offense right now, it could lend to a pretty big game for Nebraska's quarterback. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Austin Allen. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of attention being paid to all the new bells and whistles on Nebraska's offense. Somehow Illinois is going to lose uh, coverage on six foot nine Austin Allen. He's going to run free for a couple big games where it's one of those. It's one of those plays where he's just kind of standing out there by himself, waving his hands, uh, just waiting for Adrian Martinez to find him. So I, I think he's going to probably finish with about sixty yards receiving on like two catches, but they're going to be big catches off of maybe some play action after uh, after Nebraska sets him sets up Illinois with. Uh, the, the whole drive of not passing. All right. It is score prediction time. I will go ahead and get us started. I am going to go with a Nebraska win, and it will be a 31-26 win with Illinois scoring late to take away the cover. But Nebraska sits ahead comfortably throughout most of the contest. BC? Um, I think it's going to be a – Nervous Nelly sort of game for Nebraska, but I will say they uh, they put it away with a late drive in the fourth and win 34 to 24. Uh, there will be definite tense moments, and I, I think Nebraska will go minus one in the turnover battle that'll make it a little harder for themselves than, than, uh, than it might need to be. Brunts? 26-22, Nebraska. I think there's going to be some pucker moments in the fourth quarter, like you guys said. I do think, though, that uh, Illinois will ha- will add a late score uh, to make it a little tighter and ruin the cover, like Schaefer said. But 26 to 22, <laughs> Nebraska over Illinois. Uh, just so people at home know, if the Huskers kick eight field goals and get a safety, they can get to the 26 points, and Brunts can be correct on six of eight on touchbacks just yep. just so we're and if if connor culp hits eight field goals to start the season he's got a really good chance of the groza i'm just gonna say that right now they're all gonna be from like 30 to about 37 yards too <laughs> all right kevin bring us home i don't even want to go after that that was a great way to to wrap uh, wrap up the prediction segment i go nebraska 41 illinois 26 I think the Huskers had to lead the entire game. I think they come out strong, and uh, that offense is humming early, and their their defense is pretty good. So I think that defensively, Nebraska sets up really nicely in this game. Uh, I, I'm taking Nebraska 41-26. Kevin, we appreciate your time. It's a clean sweep from everyone, Nebraska over Illinois. We will see if it plays out that way. The game is, of course, on Saturday on Fox and we will have plenty of coverage from Husker 24 seven. You can find that on the website after the game. We will see if we do a post game podcast that hasn't been decided. I'm just throwing that out now. We'll see what everyone says and uh, we'll go from there. Kevin, thanks again for joining us. And this is Oscar Hypecast. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, gentlemen. Enjoy champagne.